This is a Showbile podcast. Welcome to episode nine of Bucks on Nux. Ty Demra here, and thanks for tuning in. We've got lots to look forward to in the world of sports right now. So in parallel with that, we've also got lots to look forward to on the show today because we're going to be discussing everything from NBA championship predictions, a look at where we stand in the Stanley Cup playoffs currently, and then in UFC, we've also got a big one in UFC 275 this weekend where we'll see Yuri Prokadza try to take the light heavyweight belt from Glover Tech Sierra. That's going to be awesome. But before we get into everything, we got to check in with the lads and uh, especially DK here because I heard this guy's been uh, working on his best Mad Max impression and need for speed impressions here. Do you want to share your uh, Mad Max story there, DK, and uh, how you holding up after all that? Well, so I'll try to make it as quick as possible and not bore people with my own life here. But I was driving home. I just had work done on my one tire on my car there like last week. And then on Friday... I'm driving home from work. I'm going down the 401, so a highway. I'm going over 100 kilometers an hour. I'm flying. And all of a sudden, my car starts vibrating. Vibrating like crazy, enough for me to be like, what the fuck is going on? It's knocking shit out of the cup holders. All of a sudden, I start bouncing. And I look beside me, and what's fucking bouncing beside me? My fucking front left tire is bouncing beside (laughs) me in the fast lane of the 401. It hits my car bounces hits the median flies into oncoming traffic barely misses two cars one in the fast lane one hopped off the median into the middle lane just missed a car in the slow lane and that tire was gone forever i'm skidding i'm trying to get it back under control i end up like two feet away from the median like i barely could open my door on the highway i had to get out the passenger side so it's like just an absolute shit show. And I was looking to take somebody's head off because I know that that tire just got worked on by some dealership. So anyways, long story short, I went to the dealership. They said it's all on them. They're going to fix it for free. But you know what? That just wasn't good enough for me. So after two days, I went back in there and I said, you guys got to buy that car off me. Like, I don't want yeah, it. Yeah, they fucking better. <laughs> yeah. So I said, I don't want it anymore. You guys got to buy that car off me and I'll take a... Uh, a different car from the lot here. Well, after about, I showed up at 10.30 today. I left at 2.30 with a deal done. So after about four hours of negotiation, your boy walked out with a car that was like 60,000 kilometers newer. I had 100,000 on mine. I got 40,000 on the new one. My old car was a $25,000 car. This one's a $29,000 car. We're hammering out deals. We're making deals. I'm a new owner of a Buick (laughs) Encore. I got a grandma's car. Nobody could chirp me for it. I needed an SUV. It's a Buick Encore. It's brand new to me. It's not brand new, but it's brand new to me. And you know what? It's a little bit of consolation for the pain and suffering. Without exaggerating, I know I'm trying to make it funny. Without exaggerating, I could have killed somebody. Um, so mm. it was a little bit sketchy, that's for sure. I was I was rattled the next day driving into work. I was fucking 10 and 2 in it thinking my tire was just going to fly bet, off yeah. and hit somebody. But at the same point, I'm here to tell this tale. I didn't kill anybody. So I'm all, I guess, I guess at the end of the day, I got a new car. At the end of the day, I can't complain too much, really, I guess. Yeah, well, goddamn, we're glad you're uh, still here with us after that, man. That's scary shit. Like, what was going through your head when you look to your left and you see a tire bouncing all over the place? Like, but but I'm not going to lie. Bit, eh? yeah, yeah. I, I could have puked. So for a second, I kind of thought it was going to, so it was bouncing beside my window. I thought it was going to come in and hit me at first. And I was like, well been a fun ride and then all of a sudden when it hit my car and then bounced yeah. the other way i i legitimately what watching it bounce and just barely missed two cars i actually almost puked in my car i thought i was like I you know what you. all of a sudden i wasn't worried about my safety i don't give a fuck who hits me i was worried about killing somebody else and it's just like yeah it considering it's all in the dealership and it was their fault you know what i'm living to tell the tale like i said i'm just I'm not going to be one of those guys that all of a sudden finds God, but yeah, I mean like no one got hurt, which is like the best part of that besides uh, your car and the, and the tire there. But uh, like, man, that that's some the wildest shit I've uh, fucking heard of in a while, man. Like uh, you never know when you're driving out there, what's going to happen. So I'm just glad uh, you're all right there and, and everything's okay, man. That's terrifying shit. Holy Thanks, crap. Thanks, yeah. Man. I'm glad to have you. And uh 
I mean, since no one got hurt in that, would you say it was worth it? Because you ended up getting a car in the end. (laughs) (laughs) Looking back on it, to have one shitty day to get a brand new car, I mean, I'm... I, I take that trade every day of the week. No one dies. No one's hurt. I didn't have like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm I'm fine. I'm walking. I'm living to tell the tale. My mouth is still moving. I'm okay to go. And I got a new car of it. I'd take that trade any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, well, Frig, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy shit. What about uh, Stewie J, man? How's uh, your week been the past week? I don't know if you've been out doing any Mad Max shit or that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the Rangers there, they're going on to uh, – they got a game tonight. What is a game four tonight? I think, and uh, they yep. uh, looking to looking to go up three one against uh, their opponent there, the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning. So how are we feeling, Stewie J? I'm buzzing. I, w- I wish we won last game, but fucking um, DK, you should be in the press box at the Scotiabank Arena. Dubis's job security should be looking bleak right now with the fucking deals you're pulling at the. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Get me in a get me in a management role somewhere. I'll swindle some people. I'll roll some deals over. Demanding deals. Yeah. It was legitimately four hours of negotiation today. And the thing is, is I, I started with one number and for four hours straight I never moved off that number. And by the end, I was being such a dick. Guy comes back with a different number and it's like, hey buddy, I've said for the last three and a half hours, I ain't taking a deal unless I get this goddamn number. So give me this number or we got no deal. Go fix my car for free or give me a goddamn new one at this exact number or else it ain't going to happen. And then at the end of the day, it happened. It was a, it was just a, a battle of patience, I guess. And I somehow won. <laughs> yeah. Well, their other option really is like, uh, you know, fucking going to court and shit and having to deal with that whole mess because fuck, they, they kind of, they could have killed you, man. They they could have fucking killed you. They could have killed someone else like that. Uh, that's t- totally on them. You said it was just in the shop before that whole incident. So, holy moly, man. They 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 owed you one for that. So, I'm glad you got the car out of it. Oh, absolutely. They should have had Trade Center covering that fucking thing. <laughs> that, that, that day. Trade deadline day. DK's yeah, re- at the fucking Buick dealer negotiating. He's on the phone. Release like a They're two, in the same two, room. <laughs> release a two episode series. It's the it's the crash. It's the aftermath of the crash. And the second episode's the negotiation. Third episode yeah. is me walking out with my fucking chest pumped, my yeah, nuts hanging doing the to McGregor the walk. <laughs> the body walk shit McGregor's always doing. Did Brad Marchand do that once too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scored a goal and he's doing the fucking the body the walk shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call it? Yeah, you- what do you call it? The money it's the strut? Billy strut. The oh, Billy, Billy strut, strut for a billionaires yeah. only, baby. Ah, I see, I see. Well, fuck, what's Marshawn doing it for then? <laughs> <laughs> he was Get the hell out of here, you rat. He was the Millie. <laughs> he was doing the Millie strut. Yo, yeah, have you guys uh, ever seen Rubber? Like no, movie, actually, like that's the, t- the movie about the tire, the tire right? <laughs> <laughs> that was DK's tire. <laughs> yeah, I was searching I was it up right now. Too. I was like fucking mad max dude this guy's out here fucking street racing need for speed and shit like holy holy fuck <laughs> yeah. i had a tire fly off my car once actually uh and uh i was only frig i was probably like 14 or 15 and my brother was uh, a couple of years older than me so he had his driver's license and uh, i think it was similar situation where we had it in the shop or something and then we were out driving it turn a corner and we just feel this big popping like bang noise and we're like oh fuck what the hell was that like did you hear that and we're like kids you know my brother's 16 i'm like 14 like i don't know what that was keep driving then all of a sudden the fucking wheel passes us on our left side it's going up in the oncoming lane rolls up and it's going in that lane for quite a bit luckily there's nothing in the oncoming lane and then it bounces up on the sidewalk and it just keeps rolling it just rolled up the sidewalk for like like way down the street and then we on uh, three wheels were rolling for a bit and then just the it was the back left wheel falls back we're, we skid along the ground and we're like pulled over to the corner of the road and holy shit, we didn't know what to do. We like called a, a tow truck or something and like people are stopping by like, you guys all right? Like it was crazy, man. That, that where, shit, it, where the it, hell were you going, dude? Pumping. Uh, where were you going? Actually, I was He's driving on three from, wheels still. Yeah, <laughs> well, we like, were coming back from, shit, well, we, we didn't go far on three wheels, I'll tell you that. We uh, turned the corner and then felt the popping noise, kept going and that's when the wheel passed us and then it was like, after it passed us, I was like, holy shit, bro. We just lost a wheel. And then like a second or like 10 seconds after that, the fucking whole back of the car just falls back on the 
the back left where the wheel fell off and we just skid over onto the side. It almost looked like a perfect park under the side of the road. And uh goddamn, we're lucky we didn't kill anyone that day too, man. We didn't get a free car out of it though. Holy shit. <laughs> Fucking should have called tell DK you. up to negotiate <laughs> for me. <laughs> if, yeah, if you need a deal done, let me know. And if it's as long as it's something where you're in you're in power, like I can get you a fuck. And if you're in a power position, Let's I go. can get you a deal because I go in on a day off when it's like, you know what? I'll sh- how long you working today? 11 till 8 i'll sit here till 8 o'clock till i get my fucking deal done here i don't give a fuck (laughs) hell now that i think of it we were probably uh we were probably probably playing on the same hockey team around the time that the fucking uh, i had the wheel fly off of my car like it was probably around not quite well yeah around 10 years ago or something like that i think we were saying 10 years ago we're playing hockey together dk's scoring like five goals a game in house leagues (laughs) and shit man DK loosen your lug nuts after the game. You, you, you <laughs> yeah, it, really like, was, eh? <laughs> it was. It was honestly probably someone from another team because I remember when me and DK were playing hockey together. We go to a hockey tournament, and I remember the other team like we were in a hotel staying like an overnight tournament. And the other team's fucking in the pool or something like that, and uh, there's a pool in the hotel. And we were doing like cannonballs right beside them, trying to piss them off. Like we were fucking <laughs> cannonball, like purposely cannonballing basically on the other team. Like the next day we're playing these guys and we're just fucking with them. We're like, dude, you got a fucking cannonball right beside that dude. Go for it. And like you'd hype someone up to go jump in right on top of some dude, like nearly concussing him and fucking killing the guy. Like You're like 14 <laughs> oh, yeah. years old. <laughs> I fucking, I lived for that kind of stuff. We're just looking. I, oh, yeah. I wasn't much into like getting into a fight, but a verbal fight, dude, I'm all for it. Let's just get chirping with these boys. When blows start going, I'm the guy that's hiding behind people. So like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. You're a yeah. pussy. And then I'm hiding behind the biggest guy on the team. <laughs> yeah. At the I'll time I was like a tiny kid too. Like when I was in uh, around that age, I was only like five foot two or five foot three. You know, I was just a little tiny kid. And at that age group too, you got kids that are growing ahead of the game and they're like six, one, like uh, some of our teammates there, there's kids that were like, six one like 200 pounds and they're like 14 years old going up against like a five foot one like 90 pounder like that's just I was gonna fair. Say, <laughs> i'm like i'm legitimately fully grown now i'm like five foot seven on a good day if the doctor's being generous i'm like five foot seven <laughs> so you can only imagine how yeah. i was back then but uh i will say one last thing and i don't know if anybody else has ever been in a situation like that about the crash so i get in this crash i'm like you know what like or this wreck and I'm sitting there and I, you know, I pull, I get the car pulled over. I'm sitting there for a second. I put on my four ways and I was just like, after I'd kind of had that, like, what the fuck just happened? The first phone call I make, my mom, <laughs> mom, what? I'm like, mom, what the fuck do I do? Like, I just got wrecked. Totally. My mom lives like five hours away from me. She can't help me. <laughs> She's at work. I'm 25 years old. And the first person I need to call after a little wreck, my mother. It's like, you know what? Yeah. You, could be a, you could be as old as you want. You're still a kid. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> oh, I think I did the same shit when I've been in a couple car accidents. And I think the first call I made even before the tow truck was just like either my mom or my dad being like, I remember I got in one car crash. Car was totaled. And uh, like I was pretty like bell rung too. But uh, I was worried about the car because it, it wasn't fully my car. Like it was a car me and my brother were sharing. It was my parents' old car. And I remember calling them up. And my dad answers the phone. I'm like, dad, the car is fucked. Like first thing it says, like, dad, the car is fucked. And he's like, well, how are you, man? Like you're, you got in a car accident. Like, are you okay? Like you could have a fucking bone sticking out of your fucking skin for all the hell I know. You just like T-bone. Like I, I was going through a green light and then, uh, the guy was trying to do one of those left turns, like fucking inching out, but he didn't inch out to see what was coming. And he just gunned it right in front of me. I pretty much T-bone. I'm like, I, hit the rear end of his car and sent him spinning. I went spinning. It was fucking crazy. Mad Max shit, if you will. But everyone was okay. No free cars were given out, but uh, I didn't, like, I wasn't in touch with DK at the time. That's probably why I should have called him up. <laughs> Your agent, for sure. I was just going to say, DK, I'm glad you lived to gain a few pounds at Windsor Rib Fest, buddy. You had the Kevin Weeks <laughs> coverage over there. Buddy, seven. I don't know if I ever want to eat a fucking rib again, brother. Seven <laughs> rib spots in three days. I feel like every week you, every week you mention like, oh boys, I gotta hit the gym. I gotta start getting back at it, cutting cutting down the calories. And then uh, I just see this guy fucking. I'm hitting all seven rib trucks. Yeah, <laughs> all seven. Guy well, switched to diet cokes day. though, so he's on Coke Zero, so it, it makes I'm, up I'm for all, it. 
I'm on the Coke Zeros and the Minis with my fucking rum and Cokes now. So it's like, that's how Wait, I'm that's a regular though, right? That's a regular Coke. No, zero. What? They read like Coke Zero was in black like uh, labels. They're fucking, they look like maybe regulars in the, now. Maybe in the full bottles, but I only get the minis now. I've, got, I've had to cut everything fucking way back. Cut back. The, <laughs> the worst thing about it is, is like, I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm taking a few weeks off of eating. This week in Windsor is poutine feast or something like that. It's like basically the same oh, thing as God. Rib Fest, except it's poutine oh. festival. I, you know, you Shit. guys got to go down and do some reviews at the poutine festival. So I'm going to be stuffing my face with heart attack in a box <laughs> here all weekend long after dummy and seven half racks of ribs over three days. It was basically all <laughs> I was eating. I was at work the one day and I'm sweating and it was just the worst meat sweats you've ever had in your life after seven fucking rib places in three days. I it bet. was it was good, but it was no good. Well, I, anything of uh, too much, you get sick of it after a while. I don't know, actually. Maybe with wings, I could do like, uh, what'd you say, three days in a row, just eating ribs pretty much. I think I could do it with yeah. wings, but I don't know about uh, maybe ribs too. But anything really, you have too much of it, you're going to get sick of it either way. Yeah, it was, uh, by the end of it, it was tough to give numbers out because it's like, I don't want to eat these things. They all start to taste the same after you have seven. And it's like, you got to give a ranking. Yeah. But you know what? We got through it for whatever reason. I don't know why I did it. For whatever, it's not like I'm making money off the content. It's just like, I, you know what? I did it and I posted it and I had a good time. Well, that's all that matters as long as you're having a good time, right? Yep. And who the fuck cares? But let's move <laughs> on to some hockey. Let's, let's fucking dive into it now. We've been shooting the shit for a couple minutes here. But uh, just last night, the Avalanche advanced to the Stanley Cup final. And I can't say I expected a sweep from Colorado over Edmonton, but it happened. You know, I was on the McDavid train. I was hyping him up, super stoked. I thought it was his year. But uh, I think my main takeaway from that series is that Mike Smith is garbage. (laughs) I know I was saying good things about him leading into the playoffs. Like, I think going into it, he had like two games in a row where he got double shutouts, right back to back. And I was like, oh, Mike Smith's hot. You know, all he needs is goal, you get hot. But as confident as I sounded, I, I definitely had in the back of my mind, like, Mike Smith's a little shaky. And then in that series we just saw there, he was uh, looking like the Mike Smith I'm used to seeing in Edmonton. And, you know, they need a new goalie if they're ever going to win anything in Edmonton, I think. But uh, what'd you guys think of that series? I think Mike Smith would be a good beer leaguer. <laughs> is, is that, is that, is Honestly, that rude? <laughs> he would. No, he'd be a fantastic beer leaguer, man. You're right. He'd probably be the best. Like, he is good. He'd be the best player in the beer league, but. Yeah, I don't think uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he should be playing for a Stanley Cup. You know what I'm saying? Like he's never yeah, going to no, Stanley he Cup. Was, he was shaky, man. Fucking, he's been sh- he, last year. He, just the I don't know. Like he just he goes down late, and he always stays deep. Like it's just like weird goals that beat him. Like five holes, especially especially. Yeah, he's five holes terrible. That? Yeah, like greasy. It's so and then bad, last dude. year, even dude, I said that last year uh, when they got swept by Winnipeg. I said the same shit. Like Mike Smith needs to go. Like he's not a playoff goalie. Like he's not going to get you anywhere. I'm surprised they went this far, but fucking yeah, man. Imagine uh, if they had a good to, goalie, how far they would go. I mean, well, fuck. They, I don't know. Like they were still playing Colorado, right? I'd say they still got outplayed regardless. I think like half the goals were on Smith, though. Like half of them were fucking dusty, dusty goals. Like just little floaters along the ice and shit. Like yeah, and the I think amount it of goals deep, they, they scored on him. Yeah, but I, I'd still say they fucking got outplayed. Like, um, I think like so. game yeah, two, game right two was forced dip, right? Like they wouldn't have yeah, won no, that no matter who they had. I just mean they if they had a better goalie, they might fucking actually have had a chance and not get swept at least. You know that was yeah, hundred percent. Colorado also really did a great job shutting down Drysaitel and McDavid. They basically did they next did, yeah. to oh, yeah. nothing all all series long, which is insane to say about those two guys. Um, I think I was watching game two and it was like every time McDavid was coming back to the bench, the guy was shaking his head. He looked pissed off. Like I, they weren't ISOing in on McDavid. Like I didn't have the McDavid cam, but I bet you they had two guys draped on him at all times kind of thing. Like, and he just, he had nowhere to go. They weren't, like I said, we, we said last week too, Colorado was making Edmonton look slow and Edmonton's biggest asset was their speed. So it's, it's just, they took away everything that Edmonton brought to the table. And like you guys say, Mike Smith was terrible. Um, Yeah. I like, it's tough to say that Colorado is not just going to go in and dummy whoever they face now. 
Like I know no, I understand it's no. a cup final, but it's just it's it's not out of the it's not out of round. Fuck no, go Rangers. Well, Rangers I think are down yeah, I think nothing already. Right, today. like I know. I think uh, Colorado are on their way to winning it all, but I did see uh, McKinnon and Landy there. They touched the trophy. I don't know. What do you think? Do you believe in that Ew. curse? Like you touch the trophy, you're kind of fucked. Like they might have fucked themselves there. I would. I was them. Let's I, go I wouldn't Rangers. touch you. I wouldn't touch you, man. I would. I'd pick it up and kiss it like it was the cup. I think it no, was uh, really there. Why yeah, would you chance that? It's it, you know what I think it was an old superstition thing, and then it's just a matter of like it'd be in your head. Like you're like, well, I didn't touch it, so we're gonna win now. Like I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it, like it, to me that's just a weird mental thing. I saw a clip where they were all talking, and there was a few guys that were like, yeah, go ahead and touch. It was like McKinnon said he was gonna touch it. Devin Taves was like, yeah, go touch it. And then the, Joe Sackett came down the hallway and he was like they were showing him they isolated him on his face and he's telling him he's like touch it damn it grab that thing and then they showed him when well, they hear that that yeah. abs won the cup and he was holding it yeah if Sackick did it then uh then you're all right to do it but that's, uh that's just, that's just what i thought I, it freaks me out it freaks me out a little bit <laughs> you're a superstitious guy very very yeah very okay, superstitious 100 yeah. percent. holy yeah. fuck Ty would get off the ice before it came out. <laughs> His teammate picks up. He just, doesn't even want to see it. <laughs> DK would I wouldn't want, like tongue punch in if, it. <laughs> if I'm the captain and fucking my team's like, you know, going to get cursed by me touching it, like it's up to the captain pretty much if, if the captain's going to touch it. Like I would just, wouldn't want to put that on my team, you know. I would be like, I'm just not going to touch it so no one has to worry. Let's fucking go win the real one. It's right there. What's the difference between I touch it and fucking look at it? You know, it's fucking a trophy. It's fucking piece of metal let's not fucking yes. jinx this shit and screw just like myself the other one over the... yeah but the other one once you win it it's done like you don't have to worry about the next one that's fair like that's how the curse kind of works i'm just saying it's also it's also just a trophy and a piece of metal i was gonna say yeah. my, my thing is if how many times are you gonna get back there right how many times are you gonna have a chance to touch that trophy I would, I would just as soon as I got the chance, yeah, like that thing, like Stewie said, I'd be, I'd be fucking licking that thing. I wouldn't care. I'd be lipping. lipping. To me, it's, it's like, like a, in the it's UFC, like a it's like an interim did. belt. Never mind. It's like an interim <laughs> belt, you know. <laughs> Wait, Stu, what were you saying about <laughs> something about the Florida Panthers? <laughs> no, I was just saying, it's like a, it was like a stripper that offers you like a good deal. You know those ones? But you, the one where you gotta walk. Down. The one you got to walk to the ATM. She makes a deal, and you're like, "I'll be right back." No, I mean like a, I mean like a, like yeah, a, not with DK though. He negotiates. He ain't going to the ATM. <laughs> a deal on top of the deal, but uh, you never know when you're going to be in that situation again, right? Exactly. Anyways, yeah, I, I just I saw that after it happened after they they touched the trophy, and I was like, "Uh oh," because like they're on a roll, man. Things are looking good for them. I hope that's not going to fuck them over. There's, I believe in curses and all that in, in NHL and, and hockey gods, 100%. The hockey you, gods are real, man. So you believe that the those Calgary fans did that voodoo curse on Jake Ottinger in the first year? Yeah, they did. <laughs> that's why they lost. You don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> If I was there, I would have been doing that shit, dude. <laughs> that would have been me. Just absolutely loaded, like on my fucking eighth beer, the big tall fucking beers at the rink too, and just fucking voodooing the shit out of Andre, and it worked, man. It fucking worked. Tell me it didn't work, right? <laughs> but uh, you guys want to move on to the other series there, which we have a game uh, just started. Actually, I think DK, you say they're down one nothing or something. Is that game going on? Yeah. Yeah, Tampa scored already. So one nothing, Tampa. Yep. Yeah, so so that series we got the Rangers versus the Lightning, Game Four of the Eastern Conference Finals going on as we speak. So far, Shesterkin has proven he's just as good or better than Vassy in this series. But I think how he plays tonight and kind of the remaining of uh, the remaining games, it's going to be a big test for him. I know, you know, he can probably handle it, but we know for sure Vassy can handle the pressure in these later round playoff games, especially if it goes. You know, if this series ends up going to Game Six or Seven, Eastern Conference Finals. I have no idea how Shesterkin's going to handle it. Bassey, I know he's going to be locked in no matter how much pressure is on the guy. But uh, do you think Tampa ties the series tonight? And how do you see the rest of this series going? When you're down 2 nothing like they were, that game three is like do or die. That's almost yep. like it may as well be game seven, right? Yep. Because you win it, you have a game on your belt, you've won one, and you're only one behind. And then the Rangers still have to win two more to knock you out, right? But if you lose, you haven't got a win yet. And they need one more. You need to win four in a row. So it's like two completely different fucking point of views, like depending on if you lose or win. 
So they won that and that like, fuck man. Like that was like a heartbreaking loss. Cause it was a, it was a late goal. Just like how fucking St. Louis got bounced by fucking the avalanche. It was like one of those like 40 yeah. something seconds left and the Rangers got scored on. I mean, at least they had a little bit of time, but couldn't get it done. They had a two nothing lead too, but uh, fuck, Shesterkin had like fifty shots or something, dude. Like he, he's, dude, he's yeah, fucking, he was getting rich. he's the guy, bro. He's the guy. I mean, the Rangers are playing well, though. I can't lie, they're a good team. They're better. I'm telling you, I said it. I've been on them. Zabanajad's underrated, man. Zabanajad's underrated. underrated. Yeah, you're saying that because he's he was a cent. <laughs> no, but <laughs> hey, I'm just kidding. No, I'm saying it because I see him on the power play. They're yeah, lining up on the fucking left side for the one tees, and I'm like. Why don't they have a guy on Zabanaja? I'm watching the game with our me and John's buddy Cam there on uh, we're on Discord watching it. I'm like, why they don't have a guy on Zabanaja? He's yeah. gonna fucking score. Pass to him, shot, almost scores, saved. Another time, shot, saved. Third time, scores. Like, and it happened again and again. Like, that game one. That, a- that was that roof goal in the uh, power play. It was either game one or two. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. He yeah, drives it was probably him game home. one. And he's fucking. He's he, got that he magnetic shot like bat, three eh? in a row. Oh, he's got the magnetic badge. <laughs> and he's got the one the T one T X factor perk on you. Yeah, oh my the guy's ripping from that that uh, Ovechkin spot, really. Yeah, but even I other think guys, he's, dude. He's right-handed on the left side, right? I think that's how it works. Yeah, for the one yeah. T spot. Yeah, you got to be. You got to play your opposite yeah, side. The wheelhouse. The, the, even like like yeah. Stewie saying, another guy too that just gets just tossed aside is Chris Kreider. He might be the quietest fifty goal yeah. scorer in history. Like nobody yeah. really talks about him. He's yeah. a great player. What about Jonathan Chichu. Yeah, true. I was just thinking Jonathan <laughs> fucking Chichu. That guy fell off a cliff after that, though. That's why no one talks about it. Say yeah. Chichu, yeah. He was he scored fifty and was in the minors within like two and a half years. Like the guy just legitimately <laughs> yeah. fell off a cliff. But then like even the kid line that they have, it's like Lafreniere, um, Kako, and Oh my God, they're on fire! And I was gonna say I can't. I was gonna say I couldn't think of the third guy. And then another guy on New York that I've been very impressed with is this first round pick from a couple years ago, the Keandre Andre? Miller. Yeah, oh dude, God. he's a stud too. They got a lot of good guys on he's that team. He stepped up. He's really stepped up in this round, especially. I think. Yeah. And then yeah, Savannah Jazz been nasty. Like they're just they're just ever, all three, well all four lines because the one is. It's Zabanajad and Kreider on the top line. Panarin, Strom on the second line. They lost Strom last game, which hurt them. And and he's he was supposed to play like yesterday. The reports were saying he's expected to play today, but he's not in the lineup tonight. So they're missing him because that's your second line center, right? Like he in fucking that's like the the one guy that can like complement Panarin very well in that second line. Whereas like you kind of have to start shifting shit around. It's very it's like tough to lose a center, like a top six center, right? But that third line's really stepped up too. Um, yeah, Heedle, Lafreniere, and Kako. Kako's just a fucking big body man. That guy, like, like you can't move that guy off the puck, right? Like when you went to, I heard uh, Messier, Messier saying uh, on, on like a break, he was saying that like once Kako gets his man strength, especially because he's already just a unit already. Once he gets his man strength, he's going to be an absolute problem down low and in the corners on the half wall to just move off the puck and he's going to make some plays. And then like that whole line is creative, right? Like Kako is what a second overall pick or something, yep. second or third. Yep. Um, Heedle, I, I think he was a, he was a, if he wasn't first round, he was second round, I believe I'm not exactly sure, but he's been a good prospect. Like he's had some potential for years. Everyone knows he's skilled like the Rangers community. And then Lafreniere, obviously he's first overall pick. Um, I don't think he's a bust yet at all, boys. Like I think he's fucking, I think, He's going to make something happen. He'll come around. Yeah, he'll come around. He's going to be unreal. But fucking... He's playing yeah, a bro. weird role. He's playing almost like more of a third, fourth liner role when I think, you know, his potential is first first line. Kind yeah, of but play. he's but young. I, I don't think they, they have him doing that. Yeah, exactly. He, he's got to work his way I think he's in a good spot. That. I think they have him in a good spot, like, uh, to be honest. And then, obviously, like, Truba is was, like, their second D-man. Like behind Fox, like their second big guy, like, uh, well, not like physically big. He is physically big, but like, I mean, like, he's like the number two on their team, right? Yep. And he had yeah. a tough game, game three. Fucking, he took like three penalties, I think. But uh, other guys have stepped up. Like you said, Keandre Miller's getting putting up some points, getting some production for the team. And then uh, Ryan Lindgren has been yep. out there just putting his body on the line. Like every game, it seems like he gets hurt and then comes back and he's just a warrior. Like he yeah, stepped up big time. Like a lot of guys for this team, man, have stepped up. But Toronto too, that's another guy. He's got an absolute cannon or a laser. Um, he's putting some goals. Like just like, get, like that's a guy they added, I'm pretty sure, at the deadline, right? 
with yep. Cop and Tyler Mott too. Like, wow. Like they made some moves and they're a deep team and they're way better than people realize. Maybe maybe this series is what fucking fucking signifies the fucking the Rangers. Well and even back that back on the fucking radar. Even that young kid line didn't have a good regular season either. Like that's why like Kako Well Hito was out. And Kako is out. They were both out for a long stretch of time. That's what I mean. So they just this didn't is get like their a new footing. line, right? I was gonna say they just didn't. None, all three of them didn't have a chance to get their footing this season, and then all of a sudden the playoffs roll around. And you put this line together, and they're playing like this. It's like, damn, man, we got something to build off of now. Yeah, like, and I think this is great for the Rangers fans too, because like they've been, everyone just keeps chirping the Rangers, like, oh, Lafreniere's a bust. Like, what is he even doing? Like, he's kind of he's so average, so bid. And then fucking same thing they've been saying about Kako, because he was drafted like a couple <sighs> years before Lafreniere, right? And he hasn't really uh, been like a big producer during the regular season at all. But this is good for Rangers fans. Gives them some hope for the future too. And they're like a young team, right? Fox has got tons of years left. Like he's yep. still in his what? I think he's max like twenty four, right? Yep. And then, uh, and then, yeah, Truba is still in his twenties, I believe. I mean, Shesterkin's twenty seven. He's older than people think, but he's still a young goalie. Um, and then, like your old guys, is honestly like Panarin, Barkley, Goodrow, Banajad. Bar- <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like the core guys, like Panarin is Panarin the oldest guy out of the core, and he just Kreider won Rookie of the Year. Kreider. Oh, you're right, Kreider. It might be Kreider. But even then, like he's still got years left, right? Yeah, you're. Yeah, going through their roster. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be a good team for a long time. The, yeah, o- the oldest. That's why I hopped on the bandwagon, man. Said the oldest guy that they no, got was it because of that, or was it because the Leafs suck? All right, man. I'll let DK say what he's saying. The <laughs> oldest guy. What are you saying? DK? Well, I'm just looking through their roster, and it's like they got a 96, a 93, a 99, 97, 98, 0-1. 95 like they got a lot of young young guys that's just on their forwards right like they have a lot of young guys i think the oldest guy on their team is an 87 who is it ryan reeves or justin braun is like the oldest guys on their team yeah that sounds all right like that's 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 crazy to me that they're already where they're at and they're this young like they have nothing but room to grow and the craziest thing about new york is i get so pissed off because as a leafs fan we've been waiting for a fucking good goalie since we traded Tuka Rask for Andrew Raycroft. And the Rangers have had Henrik Lundqvist into Shesterkin. Yeah. Like, they haven't had to worry about their oh goaltending position. What a and had seamless two transition. Right? Like, but, but yeah. dude, Shesterkin's already 27. You got to remember, like, people think, like, just because he's this is his first, like, full season as a starter, um, that he's, he's, like, young, right? Yep. But he is, I mean, he's not old. Like, goalies take a while to develop. But he was, like, he was buried for a while because of Lundqvist. And I don't know, there might have been like, I don't actually know the details. It could have been just because he wanted to stay in Russia. I know a lot of the Russian guys don't come over till late. But he's been he's been an NHL quality goaltender. for. He's been the best goalie as far as I'm concerned. He's been the best goalie outside of the NHL for more than more than a few years now. Oh, yeah. For like sure. Like everywhere he goes, go to his elite prospects or hockey DB or wherever you prefer and check his stats before he even came to. Like he's playing in good leagues, KHL. Um, the, the MHL, which I believe is like the, the CHL equivalent over there or AHL equivalent. Um, he's been playing in these like top elite like Russian leagues and putting up absolute numbers like no different than he did this year for his whole career. Like he's never like, you know, even like the best goalies, you check their stats. Like eventually you'll see like something like maybe there's a year or two where they had like some down years, like low 900 save percentages or or even under. But this guy has been like nine. I don't even think he's had below 920 in a full season. You well, can check. I might be wrong. You got to think of goalies too. Think of the history. I'm just trying to think of if like a few off the top of my head where like a lot of goalies primes are usually from like 28 to 32. I want to say like where they go on an absolute tear, right? Like yeah. you don't know many, you, like how many 19 year old goalies have come into the league and just dominated. Like, I can't <laughs> think of many, many off the top of my head, but I can, I can remember. Ray Emery. <laughs> I don't know if he dominated. He was maybe 19. <laughs> but <laughs> he did. He went to the Stanley Cup final. He was like a rookie when he went to the Stanley Cup final. Okay, I, but I'm talking like a, a prolonged stretch. Like I'm thinking like the Carey Prices, yeah, the okay. Flurries, the Pecorines, the Jonathan yeah. Quicks. The they were but all Carey like, Price. He wasn't like he wasn't even that guy when he he didn't dominate in his rookie season. I remember they no. wanted him gone. Remember he was booed in Montreal for the first few years. Like they hated him because Halak was on such a run. His right? sophomore year was tough. Yeah, his sophomore yeah. year he was he was. 
shaky, and that's when Halak was standing on his head. Yeah, yeah and they're like, that. let's keep him. And then they trade Halak, and they were all pissed, dude. Yeah. Yep. Goes to show you. They were smart, but though. Guys develop. But yeah, usually goalies aren't studs when they come in. I think Carter Hart is like um, the only guy recently to even come yeah. in that young. But yeah, even you're right, he actually. hasn't dominated at all, really. He's had actually a tough last couple it's of years. It's kind of shit this year. <laughs> yeah, the year before, years especially. Too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah, the goalies' brutal. primes. Learn like, it from Mike Sh- Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Shesterkin> <laughs> is literally like, and you're saying like he's this good, and I completely agree. And he's just technically in, in goalie terms, he's just coming into his prime. Yeah, like he's probably got four or yeah. five more years of this, and then they kind of goalies kind of right. fall off a cliff, right? With at like thirty. Yeah, that's 35. the only thing that scares me. If it's him, is like uh, his movement is yep. fucking like one is probably his best strength, um, like just his like athletic like movement. But he'll never lose his senses, but his quickness, right, is yep. is what is what tends to fall off yeah. in goalies like as they get older. So uh, we'll see how long he lasts realistically. But fucking. I mean, right now, I have no doubt. I mean, we already talked about this. I have no doubt he's the best goalie in the world. Um, but yeah, Vasilevsky. Yeah, well, like it's right there, right? Fuck. Going back to that, going back debate. to that series. So we know uh, Stewie Jay's got the Rangers going there, winning that, going to the cup and winning the cup. Right? That's your prediction, kind of, or at least that's what your fingers are. Well, across I can't for. say no, dude. Everything, it's just, right, bro. I'm yeah. not going to say anything. What about you, dude. DK? I'm saying Rangers, like, and that's what, all what I'm about- saying. What about this Tampa Rangers series at this point? Like, uh, how do you think it's going to play out? I'm still, I'm still on the Lightning to to win and get there. I always think it's funny. Like, this is such a brutal saying, but at the same point, you know that they were saying it in the Tampa locker room, where they're like, you know, the series doesn't start till you lose at home, and they haven't lost at home yet. So it's gonna, it could be two two going back yeah. to the Rangers, and then they just got to win what two of the last three. So, and Tampa's very equivalent to do it, right? Just as much as Shesterka could go off and shut the door on the Lightning, Vasilevsky could do it to the Rangers. Exactly. Um, so it's like, to me, it, it, is it? it's still a coin flip. Like, I understand the Rangers are up and they have home ice advantage, but to me, it's still a coin flip. And if I'm picking, uh, I, I would take Tampa still to get to the cup final. And it, you know what? I, I This is nothing against the Rangers because, like, they're a good team. I think the more entertaining matchup that people are kind of pulling for probably is the lightning versus the avalanche where the avalanche have been. knocking. So? On, I think so. Cause avalanche has been knocking on the door the last like three or four years of really getting into the cup final. They finally are there. And then how much would it be to like, or like what a storyline would be to dethrone the Kings of the last, like they've won back to back cups, the lightning. And it's just like, yeah. I, to me, I yeah, think no it's, a, it's, uh, that's just, that's me personally. I think I the storyline, I agree with the storyline is like, it, it, it you could debate storylines, but to me, the Rangers are uh, far and away the more entertaining team to watch. I think like there's there's only like a couple guys that really like um, catch my eye and like do like every night is like Kucherov, and then um, I guess like I mean they're all fun to watch like Hedman, Stamkos, all of them. But Hedman, it's like uh, he he doesn't like surprise me. You just know he's a ga- like his game, and you know what he does, and and he just does it to the like at a world-class quality you know and he's just a big guy but i mean like uh like fox is so nifty zibanejad is just uh, to me i don't know why but zibanejad might be one of the most fun like players to watch in the league uh panarin is is right up there with like kucherov um and then this young line like you know what i mean i just like to see them battle like they just got some pieces and then shesterkin to me uh, is like just more entertaining like vasilevsky like it's like the, it goes back to the size thing, right? Like Vasilevsky makes a lot of nice saves, yeah. but a lot, but he doesn't make them. They don't look as cool as Shesterkin's because he has the size to get there, where Shesterkin has to cover more of a distance to make like a cross crease save, for example. So Shesterkin's good, big saves look cooler than than Vasilevsky's, if you will. So I don't know. I think the Rangers I are think, just the um, fucking are, are the mo- more entertaining team just to watch, in my opinion. But I'm also a fan. I'm biased. But that's one of the reasons I I I, I, uh, I chose them as my second team because I just love watching them every time. It might also be because of the fact that MSG, when, especially when they're winning, is always buzzing. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the the thing, like a lot of people would have had in their bracket is probably Colorado-Tampa in a final. That's probably yeah. a pretty popular prediction. And then Colorado and Rangers, like nobody fucking had that. I, I'd like to see how many people on the planet had that in their bracket because there's probably only a few of them. And uh, it'd be quite the story if the hey. Rangers went on and pulled it off. But but I think DK's right in saying like the the series everyone wants to see kind of, I think more so would be the Tampa-Colorado series because 
a oh, lot of the man. reason because of the money that's on the line. A lot of people have money <laughs> yeah. on that series happening, but also because those in the regular season were two of the best teams, the defending uh, cup champions against like one of the best team. Well, the best team in the league hey, this man. year, Colorado. So I'd, I'm I'd like say, to see that. I think I've had buddies. So. I, I had buddies. I said, let's go Rangers in the chat. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, when the seat when the, before this series it was game one Colorado uh, Edmonton and we were talking about the Edmonton game and then it was before this series even started I was like let's go Rangers I just mentioned that in there I don't know the context but I mentioned it and then like oh I just got roasted dude they were like dude you think like everybody like they're so underrated I I didn't even argue it because I know like I just let the game speak for themselves and they're gonna be like Stu's right man like this guy like one guy was like I would bet my house on Colorado. Tampa final. So I just love to see everybody just get a little, just get burned here. But, and I also, I remember yeah, definitely. you can go back to episode one when I was talking about future bets. I said, yeah. I put a futures bet for the Rangers to win the cup and bet three, six, five, when they made the Canadian app canceled my fucking, all my fucking outstanding bets. So yeah, I don't I have that. that bet anymore. And now it's not even worth betting on it. It's like the, the odds aren't even worth fucking putting your money on anymore. I think it's plus 400. But then again, they still got to get through Tampa and then beat fucking Colorado, right? So it's like almost, I might do it, but I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it. Actually, fuck it. Recommend it. Go Rangers. Let's go Rangers. But <laughs> yeah, man, I've been confident. Don't say nobody predicted it because I've been confident. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we, t- we talked enough about the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, so how about we uh, move on to the NBA Finals? Oh, we got the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors in the finals here, and that series is tied at 1-1, and I want to know how you guys see this going. Quick predictions. Dude, I wish they did fucking, did it like the NHL playoffs, or they did, do the Stanley Cup Finals, do they do it every, like, three nights? Like every, every other night, night or something, yeah. Right like, now it's yeah, every other night, but but the NBA does the is doing it every third night, and I think it's only the finals. They probably just want to fucking take forever. They're just gonna drain all your money. Yep, while they can just yep. drag it out yep. so they can get as much money from you as possible, right? But fuck, uh, yeah. So like, dude, like I almost like fucking. It's hard when like hockey's going on, and I'm like a hockey fan before I am a basketball fan to to stay like excited about the finals when there's, there's always an extra day to wait. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was forgetting that I'm like, Oh yeah, that's fucking games on tonight. Right. And then, then you have to fucking dial in like, right. Like a couple hours before game time. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, one, one fucking, I think, uh, a lot of people were saying Celtics, like most people were on the Celtics to win it. Right. Which was surprising because like, I feel like this is pretty even series and you've seen it so far, like um, Boston first game, they were down. Do you remember that? They were down yep. game one. They were down like quite, what was it? Like 16 or something at one point, 14 was, or something. Say they went on like a 17 point run. It was like a 17, two or 18, two run. And then yeah. took the lead, right? Like it was they were way down. Dude. The Celtics are the balls. Eh? That's maybe the best <laughs> video of all time. Like yeah. the Celtics are going to win. Oh, why is that? For no other reason. Celtics are the balls. Like I fucking yeah. love that video. I've watched it maybe a thousand times. And also I fucking, I said, like from our first episodes, like I'm on the Bucks to win the championship. And then at game one of the Celtics versus the Bucks, I said, I'm pulling my chips back from the table and pushing them towards the Celtics. So I'm all in on the Celtics. Yeah. Didn't Milwaukee um, win game one? Yeah, but I I watched I literally said it on the pod. It was after game one. I was like, Boston's a way better team. And they did and Milwaukee didn't have Chris Middleton. So right. I was like, I was out on Milwaukee and in on Boston. And uh the thing is is that both these teams just have such a like they're all everyone's like, oh, Boston's got an advantage playing big and Golden State's got an advantage playing small. They're both the exact same fucking team. They both can drill a three. They both have superstars on the team. It's gonna go seven in my mind, but I do think the Celtics are gonna pull it off. This is just one you gotta watch. I've got no predictions for the like the NBA finals, to be honest. Um like Fair one enough. game one game Tatum sucks. Celtics still win. Yep. The next game, like Tatum, what Tatum last game, like he had a good game, no? I'm and then just, he fucking, well, yeah, he had 28 points. Gets a good game. For, it's a, Tatum's a beast, man. That guy's a fucking beast. Yeah, he had a good game last game, and then they fucking, but everyone else sucked. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So fucking, and then Curry's gone. Curry's gone off for the most part, both games. Yeah. But uh, 
All I got to say is uh, for my prediction, you can just uh, you can roll the clip there, Steve. <laughs> Who's going to win it? The Celtics. Because there's no other reason why. The Celtics are the balls. Fucking that's my prediction right there. <laughs> the Celtics are the fucking balls, man. They're going to win. So, Stu, you had no prediction, eh? No, I'd say I might just hop on Celtics, too, because, like, uh, I don't know. I think that, I mean. Because of the fucking balls, yeah, the baby. balls. No, I might just defend better, right? For the yep. most part. Yep. But I don't know. Curry, like, it, it, it really comes down to, like, uh, if the Celtics defend well every night, uh, is Curry gonna is Curry going to be the guy? Is he going to be the fucking the goat in that series. He's going to win finals MVP. You know what I'm saying? He has to outperform No, Tatum. Tatum. Well, yeah. He's got to outperform Tatum. We'll see, it's we'll like, see. it's like who plays better really? I don't want to say that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's all like, that's the fucking as deep as it goes. But realistically, like I think that's the superstar factor. I mean, it does, uh, it does matter in NBA a lot. Yeah. But Curry has to go off every night and I think he can do it too. Is it? Yeah. So that's why I don't want to like, he has, he's, if there's one guy that's going to go off every single night, it could be Curry. You know what I'm saying? So I, and this is a big thing with the Celtics too, is that like you guys said it yourselves. I've said this, this whole season. Anytime I've watched the Celtics, I was betting on them a ton when they went on that tear in the regular season. And my biggest hot take from my own pod was that Jason Tatum is the new Kevin Durant. Um, I think he does absolutely everything that Kevin Durant does. And I think he does it like at an age that Kevin Durant wasn't doing it at. Like, I really like Jason Tatum. I think Tatum and Curry kind of like wash each other out. And then it's the secondary guys, right? Like Clay Thompson versus Jalen Brown. That's a massive, massive matchup. And then like Marcus yeah. Smart versus Andrew Wiggins. That's also a big like matchup. I know Smart's on Curry, but like those are the secondary guys that are going to win you a series. If you ask me right Jordan now. Poole. Yeah, if you ask me right now today, whose secondary are you taking? I'm probably going to take Boston's secondary scores with Horford and Smart and Brown and Robert Williams. And like, I I understand the Golden State's sick, but at the same point, like Wiggins has just never proven he's that consistent. Clay is like a game six guy only. It seems like lately, where he just Clay in game six goes off. Other than that, he's kind of just okay. Um. Yeah, I just think it's going to come down to secondary scoring, and, it, and we saw. I think it what was it game one? Al Horford went off for like fucking forty something points, didn't he? Like it's just crazy. They can get they can get or he had twenty six. Um, they can get scoring from all over the place, and Tatum's going to put up twenty five a night anyways, and they're just a little bit more consistent than the Warriors. So I I like the Celtics. Um, but the thing at these games, I fucking hate it. They all start at nine o'clock. I get to wake up early, man. I ain't staying up till 1130 to watch the Celtics and Warriors. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. I catch the highlights. That's where the naps come in clutch, buddy. True. Need those naps in the afternoon. True. (laughs) But, uh, I know, uh, DK is a little tight on time here. So why don't we move on to our next topic? And that is the UFC and, uh, coming up, uh, this Saturday, we've got UFC 275 where we're going to see Yuri Prochaska. I always have trouble pronouncing his name and a couple other names on this card, by the way. But uh, he's going to be fighting against Glover Texera, looking to take away his light heavyweight belt. And I can pretty much see this fight going two possible ways. Option one is Glover Texera makes this fight really boring. He's going to be wrestling Prochaska and just keeping him to the mat. Not much really going on and uh, ends up getting the decision. Or option two, we'll see uh, Yuri Prochaska put on an absolute striking clinic like he did when he faced Dominic Reyes and he's going to become the champ. I'm leaning towards that prediction. And I guess there's sort of a third option, but I don't think it's as likely. And that would be if Yuri Prochaska plays the wrestling game. And I only say that because I heard that Yuri is, uh, he's been working on his grappling game to prepare, to prepare for this fight because he knows uh texture is going to be kind of coming at him with that strategy. But either way, however, this goes down, I'm putting my money on Yuri Prochaska and after watching his performance against Ray's there, I was convinced he's going to be the next light heavyweight champion. I'm still convinced he will be. And this weekend, I think he's going to prove it. How do you see this fight going, guys? Is t- is is Tixira how you pronounce it? Tixira. I was, yeah, I was just, sure. I was just making sure because you're going to get the fucking the name Karens that fucking. I was just saying, God Dylan. Oh, there's so time. there's a bunch of names I'm going to fuck up on this card, so I just. Gave the disclaimer. The right way the, the, the way I know it is, well, I'm Portuguese, right? Fucking half Portuguese. Yeah, so he's, fucking. <laughs> and he's Brazilian too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, I don't. Uh, I know. I know those type of names. Teixeira. And, and Mark, Mark Teixeira. Remember Mark yep. Teixeira? Oh yeah. Yankees. Oh yeah. Buddy. The Rangers. <laughs> Back in the day, he was a fucking slugger. But uh, yeah. but yeah, 
time saving your life, dude, because fucking, <laughs> you see that well, one Well, fucking, just... I don't, I'm sorry if I fucked up someone's hey, name. It but doesn't really, matter like, if he fucks it up. He's I'm the trying goat. out here. I'm He's trying out here. <laughs> Ty is the goat. If you, even if he pronounces his name wrong, you should probably fucking hop on that bet even more. Say just call Bo Bobache from now on. All right, was, that was the. F- I was in my car audibly laughing when I heard. I love Bo Bache. <laughs> <laughs> I think loves him Bo so Bichet. much, dude. I, I've been calling him that for like how long? How long has he been playing with the Jays? Like five years. I've been calling him that for like five years. The French Bo Bache. <laughs> I'll still call him that, dude. I'll call him. You cracked me. I'll still be calling. Uh, to share a text here this weekend on Saturday, so I'm I, I'm sorry, but it's just it, it comes out when I'm talking. You know? Yo, another ten episodes. I think we're gonna have like a. I'll have enough fucking fuck ups for like a minute long reel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, just all the, the wrong pronunciation. Yeah, I think we had what we had Drogic. I think I say Drogic. I say Drogic, and that person I think just Drogic, right? Drogic, yeah. Is it Guzman, yeah. Gosman, and, and then Guzman, Gosman, yep. then your Bichet, now Tixiria. Marios oh, and Barrios. Well, yeah, I'm going to have a fucking lineup. I looked up how to say this other buddy, guy's you name. You could already make a compilation right now. I was going to say, and it was it was funny. I don't mean to, I don't mean to pile on you, Ty. I looked up the other guy's name, and it's Prohaska. And the guy that he knocked out was yeah. Dominic Reyes. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there was three names, and you said Tixiera. Uh, I don't know what you said. I said, I said Prochaska. Texira, Prochaska, and then uh, who is the other? You said Rays. Yeah, Rays. It's Rays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to pile on because I looked up hey, how to say Prochaska. <laughs> well, you're, you're over. People three. know what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> I think it? I think I've heard Joe Rogan call uh, these names wrongs too. Like 100%. fucking Mike. Uh, Mike Malata, I've heard him call him Mike Mallet and shit. Like, it happens all the time. Oh, like, dude, fucking- Don Cherry was on TV for fucking 30 years, never calling somebody by the right yeah. name. So Don Cherry's all, my fucking set. idol, buddy. I, I'm just trying to be Don Cherry. <laughs> Bro, you, know, you right? could be. You could, go, you could go down every person on the card and no say their way. name wrong and still win every bet that you make this weekend. So, he like, I think that. they, that's what I'm that's what I mean. yeah. like, they wow. know who, as long you know as the who you're talking out. about. You've, it's not like you just don't know them. Like, you know who you're talking about. Um, my, th- yeah. I have a pick for that last fight. I got uh Prohaska by KO, TKO, submission, whatever it is. Like yeah. Prohaska by stoppage. He has, I think it was like he has 26 wins t- or 27 wins, 25 by knockout. And he's on a 10 fight. I think yeah. it's two fight in the UFC, but he's on a 10 yep. fight knockout streak. Like this guy only goes in there and puts people to sleep, dude. It's wild. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't just do it like a regular striker. Like he's no. out there throwing like uppercuts that he's like leaning his whole body down low and bringing it all the way up, like following through yep. those uppercuts. Like he, he, uh, he reminds me of like a Mortal Kombat fucking character. He's got the, hair the antenna the- on his head. He, yes, he, he, he attach, yeah, he attaches this hairpiece to his head. And I'm pretty it. sure he's literally referred to it as an antenna where he's <laughs> channeling like from the, the fighting gods. Like he's channeling through his antenna these like mortal combat skills and the guys in there so fucking creative man like it's either gonna be tashira is that how you say it yep. it's either gonna be him wrestling pro to the ground and just being boring as fuck or pro however you say it is gonna <laughs> go out there and just fucking put on a goddamn clinic and throwing the same spinning elbows he was against fucking reyes and uh it's gonna be electric, man. I see that. I see it going down that way. And like you said, TKO Prohatska or whatever the freaking you know who I'm talking yep. about. Yuri, he's gonna get the W TKO. I agree with DK's take. Hundred percent. Yuri Hudler. <laughs> but uh, we can move on now too as well. The co-main event. We've got the absolute uh, killer Shevchenko versus Santos. Uh, how do you see that one unfolding there? That I one's would... a. That one's a fucking. Isn't that one a lock? So I like the bullet in that. I one. think so. Yeah, the bullet. I, I, I'm saying. I'm saying so. Yep. Hundred percent. Yep. But then again, fucking, I've seen. Uh, you know, if you got a feeling that she's gonna lose, I wouldn't uh, go against saying put a couple dollars on her because or on Santos because I've seen it happen where even the Nunez fight, the odds were like um, massive plus one thousand or something for uh, her opponent, and their opponent wins, and. Uh, I put like five bucks on it or something. And it pays out huge. Like it, it wouldn't hurt if you got the money to spare. Why not throw a couple of dollars down and, and go for it? But I think, uh, I think you're right. I think uh, Shevchenko is pretty much a lock in that one. There's also a whole bunch of other great fights on this card too, including the prelims like uh Fial U. I think I actually pronounced that one right, even though it's not spelled like that versus Jake Matthews. 
But uh, if we break down every fight, we're going to be here all day. So there's just one more I want to uh, hear your guys' predictions on, and that would be Zhang Weili versus uh, another name I'm going to absolutely butcher. Probably the toughest name Joanna I came across here. Uh, Joanna Dredjajic. Dredjajic, isn't it? Dredjajic. Or Dredjajic. One of the two. Dredjajic, I thought it was. Something like that. You know who the fuck we're talking about if you watch UFC. Because last time they fought, it was the fight of the year. Last time they fought, it was the goddamn fight of the year. Maybe one of the best fights we've seen of all time. I would say the best female fight of all time. Who are you taking in this fight? I'm really at a fucking uh, at a loss here. I don't know who to go with. So he, I got need your advice, DK. I got uh, what is it? Whaley, Whaley Zhang, or Zhang Whaley? Which one? Zang, yeah. Well, I don't know if how they pronounce it backwards or uh, okay. like last name first. Zhang Whaley is what I've heard people call her. But yeah, so, you got it. Whaley Zhang. Zayli that's Wang. who I'm taking. <laughs> Zhang Whaley. <laughs> I would take her to win. I, if you want to say by decision, you I probably wouldn't argue with you. Um, my thing, I love. Joanna, like I love Joanna. She was one of my favorite people in the UFC forever. Um, she's 34 years old. Her last win wasn't was in October of 2019. She's been on a yeah. She hasn't fought in like two, two years. Yet she's been on a two year layoff. And my thing is, is what I remember about Joanna when I was watching all the time is that she always was a girl or a fighter that looked like death on the scale. Like the weight cut really fucking killed yeah. her. And now she's 34 years old and hasn't done a weight cut in two years. I would say if you can bet it at a book, a good bet to take would be possibly Joanna to miss weight in this fight. I honestly think at 34 really? years old, she, like I said, dude, this girl used to always need the towel or like the whatever they do for the women. They put them in that like the shower th- curtain basically, right? When they're standing on the scale. Like I, I just don't know, Leave man. Taking it. two years off and then trying to cut your body down like that at 34. You've seen it with the men fighters all or, all the time where they just miss weight after something like this and then go up a weight class. I think this is what's going to happen to Joanna here this weekend. And the weight cut just takes too much out of her and she ends up going in there and losing. And hopefully it's a great fight, but because I love her, I don't want to see her get beat up. But at the same point, I do think that yeah. she loses and a good, maybe a little prop bet to take on the side would be Joanna to miss weight. That'd be interesting. Hey, it could happen. It's been two years, so I really have no idea what to expect out of her. But I know she was an absolute machine when she was fighting. Mm-hmm. And their last fight was fight of the year. It was super close. I think Zhang Wei Li uh, ended up taking decision. the decision in that yep. one. Yeah, but uh, I think, you know, this could go either way. So I think I'll probably leave this one out of my parlays. Like I might throw in the Fialu there over Jake Matthews in my parlay. And then the other fights that I mentioned. But uh, we'll we'll put a post out on the Instagram story once it gets a little closer, probably on Saturday morning or, or Saturday around noon or something like that. I'll put a post out with my official picks there. We'll throw a parlay out. But um, yeah, I'm still I still got to think more about that one. I could see it going either way. But uh, any final thoughts from you lads before we uh, get wrapping up here for episode nine? I know that uh, that'll make a legendary clip if she makes weight, DK. If oh, she misses dude. weight, sorry. If she misses yeah. weight, I'm going to be calling you guys, being like, we need a clip out right now. I fucking called it. <laughs> yeah, I called it. <laughs> I might clip it just to begin with, just to make sure. Fucking right. Just so I'm ready. <laughs> it's, it's just something to think of, I right? could see her winning. I could see her making weight and winning as well, yeah, though. Oh, I could dude, see that It's a coin flip too. for sure. All day long, it's a coin flip, especially like I, their last fight was a split. I don't know if I should put money on that or not. Like, I don't know if I should bet on that one even because I could see it either way. Like, I'm leaning towards Joanna, I think. But uh, you're not you. You could be right. Like it's been two and a half years or whatever it's been since you last fought. So I could see you're missing weight or something like that. I think you're you're definitely uh, you're onto something there, DK. Yeah, I'm a big believer. And if you're getting free cars and shit, I should be listening to your advice, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was just all luck. How many times do you get to have the dealership by the balls and win, especially when it's a car dealership? Yeah, that, that was all luck, dude. Yeah. I was fucking driving down the highway, my fucking car flew or my wheel flew off my car, nearly killed three people. <laughs> I almost died, but man, that was all luck. I got to tell you, all luck. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a glass half full type of guy, I guess, and. It just, yeah, I guess, just, I guess so. <laughs> I felt uh, today after I walked out of there, I felt pretty unfazed. Like just nothing ever happened. It was just a, the slate was wiped clean. I'll probably still go back there. What'd you call the it? Cards. The Billy Walk? The Billy Walk the Billy or something? Strut, the Billy Strut. It's like the Vince McMahon, the Conor <laughs> McGregor. It's fucking. It's, God damn. <laughs> what was the car again? The one that I got or the one that I, that blew yeah, up? Yeah, the one that you got. A, a Buick Encore. 
A Buick on. Oh, a Buick on. It's your grandma's car for sure. All right, so, <laughs> so, so Philly fans out there, you see a Buick Encore ripping around, and you yeah. recognize the guy inside there. You fucking, you can finally get back to him for. Uh, I was just saying, get back at him for all those trips he was if, throwing out. You calling him scumbag? If you're wearing a Sixers or a Flyers jersey, I already got my window down, yelling scumbag at you. I just know you're a piece of shit. So you. Know. I feel bad for Philly fans. None of them actually. I'm surprised. None of them really came at me for that clip. But uh, yeah, we've had we've had a few like that one that was coming at us for Dragic. Our clips are going <laughs> off. Make sure you guys check out the Instagram page because our clips pop off and they're always fucking well done. Great editing from our boy Stewie J. Great commentary from all three of Facts. us all the time. Check out the Instagram page because it is bumping half the time. Yeah, I mean, on that note, too, that might be a good note to end it off on unless uh, Stewie J got any final thoughts. Are we good to roll out of here? No, I was just going to say DK should uh, take a spin by the retirement home if he's ever low on self-esteem. Get some whistles in the Buick Encore. (laughs) Heads will turn. Heads will turn if I go by the retirement home driving that car, baby. I will cause a stir. There'll be some pacemakers going off in the retirement (laughs) home if I drive by there. Oh, (laughs) God. god damn jesus christ all right well on that note how about that eh? that's a wrap right there for episode nine of bucks on Knox. thanks for listening make sure to check us out on instagram and twitter and keep an eye out for our gambling picks also drop a five-star review down for the podcast if you enjoy it and check out the other podcasts on showbile.com and if you can't be cool be careful and if you can't be good be good at it